Good morning, everybody. This is Bill Woodcock, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Sunday, February 17th, 2019. Before I get into the main topic of today, I'd like to remind you to keep listening to Forward Maryland and watching the Forward Maryland blog and the Forward Maryland Facebook page for special announcements. Within the next few weeks, we're going to be announcing a location for future Forward Maryland recordings on site. And as the spring and summer progresses, this will also include the inaugural Forward Maryland Live Edition. So we will be coming to you live. We will be opening up for audience involvement and audience participation and certainly audience attendance. But uh, these things are still to come. Uh, We do have a venue located. Uh, We do have a venue identified. We have yet to get that venue uh, officially and finally approved. But uh, once we do, uh, it is going to be a venue that uh, many of you will immediately recognize. And uh, we are very excited about... uh, about uh, coming to this location. I think it's going to be a wonderful thing. It's going to be of mutual benefit, and uh, it's going to take uh, both this location and this uh, podcast to the next level. So it's going to be very exciting, a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to have a really great time with this. But uh, more to come in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. So today's big topic is... um, Governor Hogan, uh, fainting left or fainting center and going right. Uh, Just when you thought that maybe Governor Hogan was going to start moving a little bit more towards the middle, uh, maybe in terms of posing a primary challenge to President Trump, uh, which he still might do, and uh, we'll see what the tea leaves hold with that. But uh, he does things every once in a while to... uh, verify and uh, renew his um, conservative bona fides. And one such activity was this past week when he appointed former Howard and Carroll County State Senator Gail Bates to the State Department of Education, to the State School Board. And uh, this is is a curious um, appointment for a number of reasons. One, Uh, There's not really much that I know that Gail Bates had done as a state senator relevant to the field of education. And and mind you, I I guess I could say I don't really know that much of what Gail Bates had done in her entire time as a state legislator. And that gets to my central premise about the Republican Party in Maryland and certainly the Republican Party in Howard County. Uh, folks on who are elected officials and candidates on that side of the aisle in Howard County spend 90% of their time talking about what Democrats do wrong and 10% of their time talking about what they would do in office or given power or given a majority. To me, that should be reversed. And to me, if you listen to Democrats in this state, that's what you hear. But uh, I don't know for how many election cycles that I heard Gail Bates, Warren Miller, Trent Kittleman, Alan Kittleman, 
talk about how, you know, Republicans are a minority. We have so many Democrats. We need more Republicans. We just want limited government. We're conservatives. Martin O'Malley's bad. Martin O'Malley is a communist. We have way too much governmental overreach. Elect us and we'll make your taxes lower. And who doesn't want more low, lower taxes? It's more of your money. It's not the state's money. It's your money. And that's what happens. And the people in their districts lap it up. And they don't realize that they're being played. Uh, they did realize it in 2018, which is why Katie Hester is now the state senator from District 9. And why Gail Bates uh, moseyed off into retirement. And that's another item. I thought she was done. Thought she was retired. But I guess the state school board beckoned and Gail Bates has another opportunity to uh, push forward her agenda. And what is that agenda? That leads me to number three. Uh, her agenda is not exactly one of diversity, equity, and conclusion. Uh, how I first met Gail Bates, uh, she was on the staff of then Howard County Executive Chuck Ecker. And uh, she was... Uh, very much a person in opposition of uh, LGBTQ people. Uh, of course, the LGBTQ term, this even predates the term LGBTQ. In fact, it may even predate the term LGBT. Um, you know, and I'm talking about the early 90s here. Uh, when she, for example, openly and very vigorously and very nastily opposed a... Uh, a appointment to the Howard County uh, Human Rights Commission who happened to be a gay man. And, um, you know, her, her entire, the entire vigor and venom with which she, she pursued uh, shooting down this man's appointment was, was just disgusting. Uh, I fast forward through times that I've heard Gail Bates speak in the past when they're not talking about, oh, we're just conservatives. Oh, we just want less government. Oh, we want lower taxes. And, um, you know, she prattles on, on marriage equality and talks about that we are moving towards a genderless society. Um, I really would like to know what Gail knows about society. Uh, I'm not sure it's that much beyond um, her front door. But, um, you know, it, she, they, she's just a, a fearmonger. A fearmonger. And uh, the people of Maryland and people of Howard and Carroll Counties were good to be done with her. And that she's coming back is a little bit disturbing. I'll also mention as a fourth thing... Um, in terms of the battle that we had in Howard County about the past uh, Howard County uh, Public School System Superintendent Renee Foos, um, Warren Miller, uh, the Republican delegate in, in 9B, uh, was was actually on the on the side of the Angels with this, and Gail Bates was not. Uh, Gail was. Um, you know, lukewarm towards Foose. I, I would actually say cozy towards her. I, I know they had at least uh, two public meetings uh, where, where uh, you know, you don't have public meetings 
um, public breakfasts in local uh, restaurants without thinking that somebody's going to see you and they're going to put it all over the internet, which is what happened. And um, meanwhile, her her uh, delegation mate in uh, District 9 uh, was very much uh, in favor of transparency and actions to uh, um, hold uh, the superintendent accountable, and Gail was not. So to me, that is troublesome in terms of what she would bring to the State Board of Education. And to close that loop, let's not forget that the State Board of Education and this particular state superintendent had appointed Dr. Foose to a position uh, within the State Department of Education. And then only after extreme and vociferous public outreach and public outcry uh, did, did that uh, appointment become uh, get rescinded. So, um, you know, there's a lot of smoke here, uh, and the smoke smells bad, and I'm not sure, uh, I think it bears further witness and further investigation as to what the exact agenda of the State Board of Education is, especially when we're talking about the uh, recommendations of the Kerwin Commission and funding those recommendations. I mean, this is a thing that... Um, the governor says that we're behind and that the state's going to do at some point, but uh, are they really all that committed? You know, what is the commitment to funding those recommendations if, if uh, conservatives and staunch conservatives who believe in school vouchers, school choice, private schools, charter schools, um, you know, if their, their influence in the State Department of Education is increasing, what does that say about the future of public education in the state of Maryland? And I'm not necessarily saying that uh, school choice, school vouchers, charter schools are necessarily bad things. In some concept, in some ways, uh, they may be. They may be fine. But um, I'm, you know, the large majority, the overwhelming majority of students in the state of Maryland are educated in public schools. And we in central Maryland, in the, 95, in the I-95 corridor, um, we're generally blessed with strong public school systems. Let's not forget that not all of the 24 public school systems in the state of Maryland have the benefits of the large S of, say, a Montgomery County or a Howard County. Um, you know, what does the increasing conservative presence on the State Board of Education mean for a, a jurisdiction like Talbot County or like Worcester County or like Washington County or like Baltimore City? Uh, I, I think that we really need to ask those questions. Uh, but as with many of our state agencies, uh, the State Department of Education hides um, hides many of their business dealings from the public quite well. So uh, this is an issue, and uh, this appointment uh, really helps to uh, raise the lid off of a off of an agency that uh, has a lot of our money, has a lot of our taxpayer dollars, and uh, I think we as citizens need to be aware of what they're doing. Uh, so that is going to be something that is going to be a side project of mine. 
Uh, and I, I urge that uh, you become educated and aware of issues before the State Department of Education and the State Board of Education as well. So uh, with that, so it's just some things to think about on a Sunday morning. And uh, again, I uh, thank you for, for your time. Thank you for listening this to this. And uh, again, uh, more great news to come from uh, Forward Maryland. Uh, thank you for uh, being part of this journey. I really appreciate your support. Have a great day.